So I'm grateful and I'm thankful to be here now. Uh, it is December and it is, this episode is December 18th, 2023, and it is our closing prayer on the air for the year. So I just want us all to drop in. And when I say drop in, you know, the deeper I go in prayer, the more for me, just no words work. Like I don't even feel anymore. There's an inside and an outside. There really is only God, only love. And everything that appears outside is something going on inside that I project out there. And then I create a narrative and I create a story. And so much of prayer is a relinquishing of our story, our story of separation, our story of wrong, W-R-O-N-G. You know, I did something wrong. You did something wrong. They did something wrong. And then we, a bunch of us will agree on who did what wrong. And then, of course, that makes us right. And it's obvious. It's obvious to us in our tribe what's wrong and what they did was not okay. And then, of course, we feel self-righteous. We're living in a world of judgment and we feel bound to those uh, judgments. And it can feel so irresponsible, so terribly irresponsible to release judgment. But the Course in Miracles teaches us there's really two choices, love or judge, love or judge love or judge and some people call that love or fear love or fear it, it really takes a lot of for me anyway uh stillness to see that every judgment i have is actually caused by fear it feels like well my judgment is called is caused by my intelligence my judgment is caused by my common sense. My judgment is caused by a natural uh, self-preservation. But if you really look, and I don't ask you to take my word for it, as I've looked, I've seen oh, every judgment is fear-based. And when I go underneath that judgmental framework, There's really only grace and mercy. It's like grace, mercy, compassion. And what's so amazing is when I experience the grace, mercy, and compassion, not only does stress leave me, right action seems even more available. You know, the ego would have us believe we need judgment because what are we going to do? How are we going to know what to do without that judgment? These are my friends. These aren't my friends. These are the people doing me right. These are the people doing me wrong. How would I know not what to do without that? But so stunningly, so gorgeously, underneath all that fear-based thinking is just compassion, grace, and mercy. And it's all, and for me, it's like everything works better. Everything works easier. And for all my many years of praying for people, you know, 30 years, it will be next year. You know, over 25,000 prayer sessions, sitting with people from 14 to 91 as my age range in my private sessions. In all of those years, I, I, I think it was many, many years, almost just recently, that has really dawned on me that I can be fearless, that there's really no need for fear. I always wanted to reduce it, to make it smaller, but I'm seeing now that everything works without fear. It really does. It really does. And so when we pray, you know, what we're contacting, what we're coming into alignment with is the movement of God the movement of God, the movement of God. Everyone who has a prayer request today, I invite you to uh, raise your virtual hand or write in the chat. And every prayer we do, 
We're not trying to fix something that's broken. We're not trying to help something that's weak. We're aligning with the movement of God, the movement of grace, the movement of healing, the movement of revelation, the movement of our true nature, where nothing is wrong. Everything is okay, truly okay. Everything is okay, truly okay. And the more we accept life on life's terms and whatever is, is okay, then the clarity and the right action emerges from that grace, from that mercy, from that compassion. So with that said, I invite us to turn within. Um, those of you who are listening live and with me live right now will notice I'm not in my setting. I'm actually in Arizona right now. I'm in a casita. Uh, this leather chair that I'm sitting on, this lamp, I feel like, uh, I don't know, this setting makes me feel like I should do a book review or a film review, <laughs> but we're doing prayer. I don't know. kind of has a different different vibe to it, but anyway, I'm, I'm grateful to be here and come to you from where I am right now. So we're going to focus our attention on our breathing together. I invite you, if you're somewhere, you can close your eyes to just allow the lids of your eyes to shut. And no matter what has occurred for you already today, this past weekend, last week, no matter what you're anticipating in the week ahead, I invite you to Just put all that on the back burner for now, at the very least. Just let that go for now. And allow yourself to fully, with 100% of your attention, be with your breathing. The first time I really aligned with my breathing, I was invited to place my attention at the rim of my nostril. Right at the rim of my nostrils. And just notice the air as it went in right there. And I can feel the breath go in and out. Just placing your mind's eye on the rim of your nostrils when I did that. It was one of my first times of like, wow. I'm not who and what I think I am. I'm so much more than who and what I think I am. I am consciousness appearing as a body. perhaps expressing as a personality even. But let us be in the expansiveness of the consciousness of the I am, that you are that I am. And though our bodies are localized, I'm now in Arizona, you're where you are. Where we are physically is not does not limit the boundlessness, boundarylessness of our true nature. Our true nature is love. Our true nature is a loving intelligence. Our true nature is wholeness. Our true nature is all the verities of God, wisdom, peace, lightness of being, joy, happiness, well-being, health, wealth. So there's who and what we are, and there's who and what we take ourselves to be. I'm inviting you, I'm inviting myself, I'm inviting us to drop into the expansiveness of the non-physical, infinite, limitless, non-local present. And from this awareness, We rest in all is well, all shall be well, all manner of things shall be well. You know, and sometimes as I am now, I'm praying with my eyes closed, but I like to open my eyes when I pray. You might like to open your eyes when you pray. Another way to connect deeply into the present is just you, you take your arms, you, you put them on the chair, you look around the room, see what you see right now. Hear what you hear through the sense fields, through smell, through taste, through sight, through touch, 
through hearing, we can enter into the present. When I say the present, I don't just mean, okay, it's 1014. We'll really get here at 1014 a.m. No, the present, the presence is this expansiveness through which all well-being is revealed. So I bless you as you listen. I bless me as I talk and listen. I accept this prayer on the air episode is mightily blessed. You are not alone. You are loved beyond measure. God, the divine, is with you. It is for you. It is ahead of you. It's deeply aware of you. Even as it is purely non-reactive and always and only consistently loving. I claim I'm available to this support. You're available to this support. Might we practice being receptive? We have so many filters. Oh, but I'm not that good of a person. Oh, I didn't do this right. Let's see if we can just turn that channel off for now. And be receptive to divine support. Deeply receptive. What do you need right now? It's already given. God is all providing, not partially providing, all providing. And the only thing required is our willingness our openness. Because when we're willing, we follow the golden breadcrumbs. We follow the still small voice within. And so when we're willing, we're really active. We're in action. I bless each of you in action, in willingness. I say thank you, dear infinite presence. I let go affirming the blessing that this episode is for you, for me. What is to be said is said. What is to be heard is heard. What is to be released is released. And that which is to be embraced is embraced. Amen. 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 So again, this is Prayer on the Air. My name is Angela Montano. There are people coming together in 53 different countries to listen to this podcast and more than listen to pray and be prayed for. If you are listening, you're being prayed for. If you are listening, you are praying. You are being invited into prayer. Uh, I just am grateful and thankful for this opportunity. And uh we take prayer requests now, so please uh, raise your hand and uh, we will go from there. We begin with Jackie, who is uh, asking for prayer for recovery from COVID easily and quickly. Hi, Jackie. My sister has COVID right now. My father and uh, his wife had COVID. That's why I'm in Arizona uh, caring for uh, my father and uh his wife right now. So I just am so grateful to know for you, Jackie, as we all turn within and for anyone else who's listening, who has COVID or has a friend or a family member with COVID, we just get to bundle everybody up in this powerful prayer opportunity. And so let us place our attention on precious, magnificent, beautiful Jackie. How deeply grateful I am as I place my attention upon Jackie to know that God is God is. Where she is, God is her very life. And I'm knowing this intelligence, this vibrational frequency of health itself is what is real, what is permanent, where Jackie is. So as this temporary experience of COVID is being 
had, we just place it into the prayer field, allowing it to dissolve into the nothingness from which it comes. And so we celebrate for Jackie this beautiful, magnificent immune system that she has. We celebrate for Jackie her incredible intuition guiding her to rest, to drink water, whatever health uh, protocol is the action of willingness. We just call it forth for Jackie. And so she is in the light of well-being as we include others, my sister Celeste, in the light of well-being as the COVID dissolves into the nothingness and health and greater health is revealed. Further, I accept for Jackie the silver lining, if you will. You know, in Buddhism, there is a teaching called the right use of adversity. So if we consider COVID and adversity, what's the right use of it? Like, what's the silver lining? Whenever we're experiencing a hardship, it always comes with a blessing. So I, I call forth a revelation of that blessing for Jackie. I say, thank you for this and so much more. I let go. I let God. And so it is good and very good. Amen. 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 Blessing, 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 Jackie. Amen. Thank you, Jackie. Ah. And Pamela writes in for a prayer request for complete healing from depression and for the ability to cry. You know, Pamela, I hear a lot of wisdom in that prayer request. The ability to cry, it's such a beautiful thing when we can cry. It's such a beautiful thing. It is, you know, the, there's toxins in our tears. So when we're releasing the tears, we're releasing toxins. I know when I finally have a good cry, I can feel there's finally a letting go occurring. So I just bless you in this. I do love, and many of you may have already heard who are listening, this idea of depressed. If you hear the words a little slightly differently, it's deep rest. Deep rest. I think many of you are familiar with that. And so depressed, deep rest. And so Pamela, you know, there's something here coming through for you about just dropping into deep rest and the need for a deep rest. I was listening to the uh, American actor, Jim Carrey, who's uh, has, uh, according to him, has had a complete healing, just as you are asking for one from depression. And what he said he found is he was trying so hard to play this character, Jim Carrey, feeling like he had to keep this character going. And he said he felt he realizes now that his depression was his body saying, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to be authentic. I just want to, you know, not try to keep this character going. And it's interesting. He says he sees Jim Carrey as like a character he's played that he doesn't have to play anymore. And he's never been happier. He feels free. So I don't know if there's something in that for you, Jack, um, um, Pamela, but I found it quite, quite illuminating. Um, so there's no prayer request too great for the divine. And you are entitled to complete healing. And I like those terms, complete healing. I like that phrase. So let us turn within for uh, beloved Pamela and anyone else who uh, intends complete healing from depression. So the transformation from deep press to deep rest, that's the first thing that comes forward. I trust in the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, the infinite nature of God, the Atman presence, the Buddhist mind, Christ consciousness is moving through me, with me, as me, as I pray on behalf of Pamela. In God, there is a way. God makes a way after no way. As we pray this prayer, it's very easy to give way to the mind that wants to know, okay, in the future, well, how's, how's Pamela, how are you going to feel tomorrow, the next day? Is the prayer working? Did it work? Did it work? Did it work? So we're not praying this prayer in time in the time continuum. We're praying this prayer in the infinite. 
in the holy eternal now. And we're calling forth a transformation now from depressed to deep rest. To give the struggle a deep rest now. To give the unhealthy striving a deep rest now. To give the thought that something should be different than the way it is a deep rest now. To give the thought something should be that isn't, give that thought a deep rest now. Give the thought, well, something isn't that should be. Something isn't that should be. Give that a deep breath now. Give every complaint a deep breath now. I should be taller, shorter, thinner. I should be heavier. I should have more friends. I should have less friends. I should have better friends. I should have more money. I should have a better job. I should have a job. I shouldn't have a job. Whatever it is, we're giving it all a deep rest. A deep rest, Pamela. Besides what you're thinking and feeling, Pamela, are you okay? So we're coming out of the thoughts that interpret our reality. And we're just smelling what we smell, tasting what we taste, seeing what we see, hearing what we hear, and realizing, realizing the real. That besides your story, everything is truly okay. I bless Pamela in deep breath. I bless her in easeful, effortless. I even want to use the word joyous crying where tears flow. Whether those tears move down your cheeks, Pamela, or they're inner tears that finally give way to maybe just a big sigh. We just let go and let God. Deep rest. I claim deep rest for Pamela, for myself, for you, allowing complete healing. I say thank you, dear God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let it be and so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pamela. And Valerie. Hello, darling. Hello. Sorry, Hi, honey. I need to come off mute. Um, <sighs> so I'm experiencing something that I haven't experienced in my lifetime before, and I'm having challenges with my right knee. And... Uh, and so my, I was just looking to see like, okay, well, I haven't gotten to the Louise Hay part, but it was like, what does this mean? Right. First, I wanted to understand like, and I, I've seen it came up with like, um, these represent pride and spiritual practices suggested that one must go down before one can rise up as Jesus did before John the Baptist. Pride or ego keeps us from surrendering. It's like, Usually whenever I read, like whenever I have some challenge, I'll go look and see what it is. And it didn't resonate. So I was like, okay. Um, but my, my challenge is like one, I've never had knee pain and this started like probably six to eight weeks ago. And, you know, I've always had amazing insurance and I don't know. And, um, I'm just not getting the care that I need and I need to advocate for myself. And so I just, one, want to figure out what the problem is and, you know, resolve it. And uh, it seems to be getting worse, not better. And so that's kind of like what's, you know, the biggest thing that's up for me. You know, another thing that it said when I was like looking was um, it's the first root chakra, like that knees related to like the first um, root chakra. And so I thought, okay, well, you know, while I don't feel like in my mind, I think I'm okay, but since I haven't been working for a year, you know, there could be, you know, that like, am I going to be able to take care of myself? So maybe that's it. I don't know. I'm just, um, you know, a little worried. I'm a little worried because, uh, 
it's not getting better. And it's feels like it's going to cost me money, you know, to get the right care. And I just, um, you know, I, I want to be at peace and feel better and get answers. And, you know, I, I went to the doctor the other day and it was not a satisfying experience. And so, um, you know, I didn't get what I needed is what I felt that I didn't get what I needed looking for. What did you need? What did you need? Well, what I really wanted was, um, you know, to get a prescription to either get referred for, um, an x-ray and ideally, you know, an MRI. And all she did was like, give me a prescription for physical therapy, which ultimately, yes, I need. And anti-inflammatories. It's like, okay, but if I go to physical therapy, you know, if we don't know what's going on, like the physical therapy could hurt it, right? Like, let's get me a diagnosis. You know, there's a problem. So let's figure out what the problem is so that I can care for it properly and get back on track. When it first started, um, it did get better initially because I, you know, rested and iced and elevated. And after like the first, like maybe week to 10 days, I felt like it was getting better. And then um, after it started getting better, then it it moved from like my hamstring to my calf and back and forth. And, and when the muscle stuff was gone, then um, the actual, you know, in my knee, like I'm, like I'm, I'll, I'm limping, you know? So, oh, <sighs> okay. Well, I'm going to share some notes. You will, you know, give me your thoughts and feelings and then, then we'll pray. So first of all, I want to empathize. I had an issue with my left knee this year. So and I went to the doctor and I did get an x-ray, but it basically didn't show them anything. And they don't, they did the same thing, you know, in America, I guess, you know, it was just PT and anti-inflammatories. I, I got the same thing. And I felt similar to you. I felt like this isn't what I wanted. You know, I wanted something clear. And I think I was afraid with my knee, like, what if it's a meniscus tear? I don't want to make it right. worse. You know, right, that's exactly thing. where I'm at, you know, and I didn't get that answer from the doctor. But what was good for me when I went to the PT person who does this all the time, she did a couple different tests on my knee. Like, how's this? How's this? She goes. And based on that, she says, no, there's not a meniscus issue here. And that okay. reassured me. So you might get some information from the PT person that you don't know. And the other thing that was very interesting is the knee is a joint between two of the longest bones in the body, the, you know, shin bone and the thigh bone. And mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, she ended up doing a lot of PT on the hips, opening the hips and opening ankle stuff. Which it, in my life, I've had ankle issues and hips. I've never had knee. Yeah. I've always yeah. had so, tight hips and then I've sprained my ankles. So this so is anyway, new for me. So this was interesting to me that, you know, when you, you know, it could be, um, and I'm not here with any medical advice, but that was news to me that the, you know, the, you know, and so the PT really was helpful because all she did was work on hips and ankles. And that was just very good for me. And, and it wow. did sort out my knee, um, to a great degree. Now it's interesting. The metaphysical, uh, thing I've always read about the, about knees is it relates to challenging mo challenges moving forward how to move okay forward. well that resonates challenges moving forward that resonates very, well and that's what i want you to trust when you thought you have to go down to get up ego pride it didn't resonate you always i think want to trust your intuition and i'm always careful am i resistant but you know when it's your inner intuition your inner teacher so when the other stuff didn't resonate notice that when i'm saying challenges moving forward notice that so if you want to work metaphysically with challenges moving forward i would recommend journaling about fears doubts worries moving forward from where you are you are in your life metaphysical healing i don't do metaphysical healing exclusively like i said i go to the doctor too 
but I like to do the inner work. And I did it with my knee, you, you know, around this. So, um, you know, when we journal, we often write ourselves into clarity. And yes. then the other thing I want to say is your knee is talking to you. That pain is conversation. It's talking to you. And it's like a lot yes. of times when we get pain in our body, it's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. I don't want to listen to that. But we do need to listen. I was so moved by a story by Byron Katie, who, of course, is in pure state of non-resistance, the, the teacher, Byron Katie. And she said she mm. was sitting on the couch and she got went up to get up and she couldn't move. Her legs didn't work at all. Whoa. And she said all she felt was gratitude for her legs. She loved her legs so much. She said they never need to move again for me. They've done so much for me. And she just said, I sat there overwhelmed by gratitude for my legs. And she goes, in about 45 minutes, she was able to get up. And she said she hadn't felt that young in her legs since she was a child. So it's so mysterious, isn't it? Yes. You know, but I invite you to journal, enter into the mystery Hello, knee. Hello, knee. I hear you. I hear you, sweet knee. What are you telling me today? Hey, baby. What do you want me to know? Wah, wah, wah. Like that's yeah. the loving relationship we want to have with it. And instead of listening, most of us are like, you're scaring me. You're scaring me. You know? So listen, baby. Listen, listen, listen. Um, and already I'm hearing you know, some of the stuff that's up, which, and, and, you know, one of the things I have a lot of empathy for you because I got scared, like, oh my God, if this knee isn't working, how limited will I be if, if this, right? And so it's an opportunity to know that whatever you need, you always have, even if it's laying in the bed, like nothing is really wrong, except our belief that it's wrong. And the more patient and love we give what is the more the energy moves and so you know we want to put into prayer that fear i'm not going to be taken care of you know it's going to cost money to get my knee better and now that i'm out of work i don't have that kind of money or i don't have the insurance i used to have you know it came up in the opening prayer for us today god the universe is all providing you know we keep wanting to make the universe partially providing well it'll provide me some peace of mind but you know not a tuna fish sandwich at lunchtime right or you know it's like you know, if now i'm it's gonna, gonna give me this. <laughs> yeah you know but it's gonna give me this but not that you know it, it, it does require so much surrender you know i i get yes. that it really does but but god is all providing you are one with god god is your own nature i am you know, in the mysticism, you know, when, when Abraham says, what do I call you? God replies, I am. And those are words we use every day. I am. I am hungry. I am thirsty. I am happy. I am sad. I am. Like, we all go by different names, but we all use the same I am. If we could really catch it, that's power. That's the power of the living presence. I am that I am. You are provided for. You are supported. So I feel ready to kind of move into prayer from this, Valerie. Um, okay. Any thoughts, feelings, feedback? Anything you want to say before we do? Um, no, I think I'm. I think I'm good. I guess you know, just praying that I'll have the right guidance. You know, uh, one of the things I'm. Percolating on is should I go to urgent care to get an x-ray or does that not matter or you know should I just go get a consult with a physical therapist so just that I'm like guided to whatever I'm supposed to do to care for yes. my knee yes guided to, and just right now just put your hand on your right knee just 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 move your hand in a circular motion just say hello knee hello Hello, Nee. Hello, Nee. I hear you. I hear you. I love you. I love you. Hello. Hello. How does that feel? 
That sounds good. Yeah, I feel that for you, Valerie. Like, I don't want you to treat it just as a problem that needs to be solved. It's, it's, it's just, you know, let's, you know, let your, let it talk to you and you talk back to it. You can do that in your journal. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's actually the back part. Like it's not like uh -huh. the kneecap. It's like the muscle above and below the bend, you know, yeah. like right now. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. That's good to know. Okay. Oh, so we get to turn within and just notice anything I said that feels like it resonates for Valerie that you can apply to your own life. Take it. Anything that doesn't resonate, let it go. Just like Valerie gets to let go of what doesn't resonate. We just let go of what doesn't resonate. Oh, just think about your knees, how important your knees are to you. Just And just Valerie's knee is just as precious to her, our precious, beautiful knees. Hello, knee. Hello, knee. Our lovely, beautiful knees. Oh. How deeply grateful I am to know there's a divine intelligence right where Valerie is, right within her knee. And there is a orchestration of well-being that is happening for Valerie right here, right now. It's impossible for Valerie to make a false step. It's impossible for her to get an x-ray. Oh, she should have done the PT. It's impossible for her to do the PT. Ah, ah, yep, you should have done the x-ray. She's already completely guided. Just like her hand came up for prayer, that was the next right step. Valerie is in tune, tapped in to her own true nature. And I claim for Valerie's surrender. And I'm knowing a surrender to the well-being of her knee. I'm knowing for Valerie divine support that she's wholly supported, not partially supported, wholly supported, wholly provided for, completely provided for. Yogananda says that God is the friend of all friends, the mother of all mothers, the father of all fathers. I invite Valerie and each of us to take this personally, that God is Valerie's friend of all friends, Valerie's father of all fathers, Valerie's mother of all mothers my mother of all mothers, my father of all fathers, my friend of all friends, your mother of all mothers, your father of all fathers, your friend of all friends. So prayer requires us to receive, receive the support, receive the guidance, receive the healing. I claim it for Valerie. I claim it for each of us in whatever ways We experience the need for healing. And I say, thank you, thank you, thank you, God. I let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 So it is. Thank, thank you, you, beloved. Thank you. So star, um, what did I, I, that's what I used to say. Feel free to write your prayer request in and also raise your hand. We're going to move to beautiful Hans. Hi, darling. Hello. Thank you. Hi. Um, I would love a prayer on, on peace of mind. These days, all weekend, we had a heavy, heavy storm here. I live on a small island in the Atlantic. Mm. And I don't mind the storm. It's just a beautiful force of nature. But it kind of tears on on the house it tears on the mind of the people so everybody is kind of worked up and it's colder than usual and uh, i feel the the requirement for for peace of mind mm. beautiful that's such a beautiful prayer for all of us thank you hans and you know when you mentioned a storm you know I sometimes wonder if some of the worst storms are thought storms. Mm. Oh my God. You know, have you had a few of those? I have. Those are doozies, aren't they? I love you know, <laughs> you know, and yet, like you said, I, it's interesting, isn't it? Like on one hand, it's a force of nature and it's always so amazing after a storm, right? The air is so crisp. The, the earth is so dark and damp. 
and you know you see maybe branches fall and leaves that have blown off and somehow we know very deeply it is glorious right and yet at the same time the stress of the storm the storm coming the storm um we were going to have a storm in LA this year, a hurricane or a tropical storm. It never came, but we were, you know, doing all these preparations for it. So how do we trust the storms? How do we let them pass? And how do we offer every thought storm to the presence of our own true nature, i.e. God? And I've been talking about this because I've been inspired by Rupert Spira's book, The Heart of Prayer, where he talks about the head resting in the heart. Like, it's not about killing the ego off. Like the peace of mind, the mind wants peace. The mind wants to go home. All these stressful thoughts want to be resolved, to rest in the heart that knows. The heart that is an intelligence that is greater than our thinking. So let us pray. Let us pray. Peace of mind. I was listening to someone speak about a phrase in the Bible, which is perfect peace beyond human understanding. So just be with that right now, Hans. What would that, what might that be like? Perfect peace beyond human understanding. Might I claim today perfect peace beyond human understanding? Might I be interested in that? Might I be curious about that? Might you? Or am I, or am I, or are you, why is it that we would be more interested in the disturbance, right? So we just, with compassion, we're offering whatever fear, whatever worry, whatever disturbance, whatever dread that you would have about the storm or anything else in your life, we're offering it to the prayer field. I could say to God, to the Atman presence, to the Holy Spirit. I could say to the nothingness from which it returns as only love. What's so amazing is our fear, our worry, the disturbance of our mind. It's actually made out of love. Like when we trace everything back, it's just energy. And that energy is just love. I affirm access that haunts has access to perfect peace beyond human understanding that in the stillness of his wholeness and completeness and perfection there is only peace i claim this peace for hans i claim for him a steadfast Focus and interest in this peace. I claim it for myself. I claim perfect peace beyond human understanding for you. Whatever you're going through, that peace is available. You have access to it. For me, whatever I'm going through, that peace is available. I have access to it. Jackie does. Pamela does. Valerie does. Hans does. All those we've prayed for thus far. I let it be and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. You know, what's so amazing is, is we just forget that peace is, is, is available sometimes. Um, so I see we've got Mel and Jane. Jane, you want to go first? And then we'll go to Mel. Jean or Jane, it is Jane, yes. Hi, I'm Jane. Hi, Angela. It's a um, pleasure to be here and be live in this way with seeing people's faces. 
not just the radio transmission that I used to tune into sometimes for you. Um, I'm calling on behalf of a friend who has a very serious problem, and I'm sort of hesitant to say this because it's such a downer for people to listen to. Maybe I don't tell the whole story, but I'm calling on behalf of a friend who is a mother, and she had um, two stepsons you know, long, from a second marriage a long time ago, um, but they were really like her own sons, and each of them died upon adulthood. They committed suicide. And she is a very lovely woman, um, and her she has one natural-born son, and he was um, I've only met him once, and he was an, an a, he was an alcoholic in a relationship with another woman who was an alcohol his wife was an alcoholic, mm -hmm. and they were codependent. They didn't live, I mean, they were not happy people as far as I can tell. I didn't know them, um, but then a tragedy took place where um, she actually died while they were in their apartment. And I think he even shook her to wake her up. Anyway, he's been charged with, it was going to be man murder. I think it's now manslaughter, but he's looking at 10 to 30 years. And I don't know what people's karma is. They come into this world with challenge, soul look, looking for a challenge of some sort. I, I, I don't know, maybe maybe the alone time in prison is a good thing for him. I can't I can't figure it out. I can't make sense of any of it. I, I I don't think prison food is very good, so I'm not really I can't really think it's like a spiritual retreat or anything like that. But um his I'm just so sad for his mother because she's lost two sons to suicide and now a son looking at going into the penitentiary for I mean at least a few years and I I just want to share my compassion for her at the moment I, I don't know what the right thing is to happen I do feel like this man is somewhat responsible for his wife's death but I also don't feel like he should get 30 years and it would be a heartbreaking situation for his mother I I don't know the right thing has to play out justice has to be done um but he's in court right now 12 p.m here I'm in uh, in my time zone, and she has flown in. She li she lives in a state. She lives by the ocean, but she flew in here to the central state to um. And that the the hearing is starting right now, which is noon at this time. And I just want to pray for the best outcome possible, for the best outcome for everybody, and the least. I mean. Why, why, how can one person have that much heartbreak to lose two sons to suicide and now one son? I d it just, it just seems too much to me to like, yeah. you know, God, what's going on? Yes, um, yes, 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 yes. And, you know, I'm glad that you raised your hand and you spoke up because it also can feel like a lot to carry as a friend. Like, what do I do? How do I help? How do I serve? It's It's just like, and as you describe it, it feels unthinkable, you know, two have died by suicide. One is now, you know, at this hearing as we speak and how can one woman bear so much? And, you know, again, you know, that's our interpretation of what's happening. And you really, I was very moved as you were sharing, because even if you were sharing, you know, you were more or less saying, you know, I don't know what deeper is going on. Mm. I don't know what deeper is going on. I don't know what deeper is going on. And what, you know, in what is going on in that deeper space of love beyond our story. And this is where you know, the most stunning perspective I've ever lived in, and I pray for this 24-7, which I have not achieved yet, but the most stunning perspective for me to live in is the perspective of mystery. Like, it is a mystery, isn't it? It's a mystery. When we think of this as terrible problem, she's had to live through too much for one woman. It's just 
crushing. But if we open our hearts to the mystery of this experience, you know, um, you know, we have a story of suicide, you know, um, these two young men took their own life. And that's what we believe is what suicide is. But we don't even know that, that fully, like, you know, I'm, I'm very moved. And somehow I feel deep inside that everyone dies on time. Mm-hmm. And perhaps we die in many different ways, in terms of what we think appears to be the cause of death. We put so much emphasis on that, right? And, uh, you know, could we soften our righteousness about the interpretations? And might we place our attention on these two stepsons as emanations of love that really are birthless and deathless? Death never comes in the eternal love. And we don't know how fully their love is with her right now. We don't know how merciful it is that this natural born son is before this hearing. You know, might we pray and affirm that God is at the center and God is at the circumference of the whole thing? And could we, when I say don't judge, I don't mean like, oh, well, whatever, that happened. I'm not judgmental. I mean, I just don't know. Live in the I don't know mind. I don't know. And then, you know, um, people move through all kinds of unspeakable tragedies in this life. And yet, none of them ultimately determines our state of being. You know, we see this from Holocaust survivors who experience joy after the loss of their entire families. Mm-hmm. That there's some connection to joy we have that's not dependent on circumstances. And that's what I would invite you to affirm for your friend. And of course, not teach it and I'll say, hey, you know, you should be happy. Not that, but just in your heart, know there's connection to joy there. There's connection to freedom there. And it could be a relief for her in some way, even for her son. She will know where her son is. And we don't know what transformation may occur after this. We don't know what 10 years in jail may be. And yeah, maybe there's no gourmet food there, but maybe that's just not what he needs right now, you know? So let us pray. Anything you want to say before we pray or shall we begin? Um, I, yeah, I, yeah, we don't, we don't really know why and we can't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, no. yeah, I mean, she, I mean, I think, um, I mean, her blood alcohol level was such that she was beyond unconsciousness. Um, I, she may have been on a path to end this way, but that should never happen. And when, when you're in the care yeah. of somebody else who's supposed to be caring for you, um, I feel her family, no one even came to the funeral. Her, I feel so bad for her. I wonder if her soul well, is trapped in this yeah. hospital because she... Well, see, right there, you're just going off on thinking. And I, I just invite yeah. you to stop that. Okay. You know, why is a futile question? Just give your love to the situation. You know, you're you're keeping on with the interpretation and the unthinkable of it. You just don't know. I don't know. You weren't there. And to say it should have never happened, you know, that thinking, you know, as Byron Katie says, you know, when you argue with reality, you lose, but only 100% of the time. And suffer. <laughs> yeah, and suffer. So... I don't know. You don't know. How could any of us know what should or shouldn't happen? You know, I could tell you what I'm comfortable with. I could tell you that, but I can't tell you what should and shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. And neither can you. So let us, let us pray. And I, I just really bless you, Jane. And I, I relate, don't we all get just caught up in the story? And then we think of this part of it and that part of it and their family and her family. And, you know, we just get all in the 
story of it, the drama of it, the but all that's going on in the head. That's all going on over here. It's it's going mm. on in the thinking, in the dualistic field. So I pray right now, first and foremost, for Jane, that she is free, that she is, that Jane is free to flow her compassion. You know, the heart breaks open when we let it. And this is heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And might our hearts break open for this family of this girl, for her, for the young man. Let us bless his trial and everyone at the hearing, at the court hearing right now as this Thank you. live prayer on the air is happening. Let us know God at the center and circumference. And let us surround Jane's friend with exactly what we parried for just now. Peace beyond human understanding. Beyond human understanding. So often we just want to understand, understand, understand. I, I needed that answer to that question. Why? We're letting that go. That's futile. And we're entering into, I'm just going to witness love. Love is somehow here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be an apprentice to witnessing love. And that's what we're doing together for this beautiful woman, for the love that is her life, for the God essence guiding her. I let it be in great profound gratitude. And so it is. Amen. 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 Blessings. Oh, Mel. Hi, Angela. Hi, darling. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I'll make this quick because I know we're going over. Um, yeah. I just want to say that I worked my whole life and I struggled like I worked hard and it was also great but I, I worked super super hard my whole life and so now I'm kind of on the downside and just trying to enjoy like relaxation and being really present in the moment and not having something to do every minute of my day or you know like work and so I've just been really practicing the presence of every moment and being like really here and present. And it's interesting that when I am in those moments, like all the things that people think about and stuff, like I know the rain's coming and normally I'd be like, oh my God, you know, this and that and the roof and this. And I just found myself like just in the moment going out there and making sure stuff was tacked down, but like really not the mental gyrations. So anyways, I think it's about immense amount of gratitude right now and um, so joyful and grateful to be in the present oh. moment and just want to continue that and not like, you know how sometimes you're waiting for a shoe to fall when you're feeling that much joy. Yes. So I'm just not trying to go anywhere but here right now and just not stay out of the future stay out of the past and really be in my presence yes yes i love it and you know the word that comes up as i listen to you um mel is tranquility it's like you know yourself as a hustler you know working hard getting it done you know You've known yourself in different ways. And it's like what I sense is the I am that you are wants you to meet your incredible tranquility, you know, relate to it, feel it. And I feel like you're coming into maybe like what I'm sensing is like a realization that there's so much more tranquility here than I knew. There's so much more tranquility here than I knew the storm's coming, but that old habit of drama, drama, yeah. Maybe that's not so much who I am, but maybe that was more the scene painting and the counterfeit as um, Ralph Waldo Emerson has this quote that all of our suffering is scene painting and counterfeit. You know, that it, it, it we act like it's so real. But what if we're rooted in a tranquility that we're not acknowledging? that is God, that is steadfast, that is permanent, that is changeless. And that's here for us no matter what. 
And I think you might be getting really curious about that and interested in that. And that's exciting. You know, I believe deeply that contentment is underrated. You know, like contentment is the same thing as equanimity in my, as I lay. It's just like we're, we, we can harmonize with whatever is, you know? And uh, I heard one spiritual teacher recently say that as you let go of the false war of the mind with the fear and the judgment and the duality and the reactivity falls away, uh, they said the only emotion there is is contentment and the only action there is is kindness like it's just a natural contentment and you just kindness is your action and i i don't want to put that out there like oh we should all be that today but i i find that very hopeful and very encouraging and i somehow kind of feel like i know that that's true now the ego would tell us oh that's boring but quite the contrary is true you know when you're content, you have so much more access to creativity, to all kinds of things, because you're free, free, liberated, liberated from reaction. You know, who knows what fun you'll have, you know? Okay, let us, let us pray. How deeply grateful I am to feel, to sense, to accept, I'm getting steadfast. The word steadfast is where Mel is. Steadfast, tranquility, contentment, ease. These qualities of consciousness that are her true nature, that are original to who she really is. That she's realizing this possibility. I know we're worried. Like she said, what about the other shoe? Who knows if I'll get triggered later and... Maybe I'll, uh, uh, you know, we anticipate all contentment, tranquility, living in the moment, living in the present, as Mel is teaching us today. All it requires folks, is to give up anticipating that habit of ante anticipating, anticipating the next thing. You know, being in the present you know, as being a woman without a future and taking all the advantages there are of that. You know, we think keeping a future in our mind is where it's at, but stunningly, when we let go of that and we're in the now moment, things unfold, movement occurs, miracles happen. I'm knowing for Mel this capacity, this willingness, this declaration to take a deep seat back into the nobility of her being and in joy, in joy, in joy. I say thank you, dear God, for this and so much more. I let go. I let God. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. You are so welcome. I thank everyone for praying and we'll do our closing prayer now. We'll meet again in the new year, but our prayer energy is continuing no matter what through these weeks ahead and uh, I just want you to let the prayers that we've prayed as you if you can close your eyes right now just let these prayers cascade over you through you let the prayer energy change you when I say change you it's it's really change our minds might be might might we be willing to rest in the well-being that is the well-being that is the well-being that is and that well-being is right here right now maybe it's not in my story of my past let me tell you about what happened maybe it's not what i anticipate coming next blah 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 but it's right here right now if we love god and we're interested in god the presence is only found here now and not just sometimes but always without fail 
I claim for each of us a willingness to submit and surrender to the present moment. I pray for each of us a willingness to let go of the stories that would disturb us in our thinking. And I claim a mind like the sky, a mind resting in the heart, and that we might be so brave and so radical that we're willing to witness love right there in the Gaza Strip, where Israel is, where Palestine is, where Ukraine is, where Russia is. We don't have to even be opinionated to witness love. Might we go deeper than our opinions and witness the love that is. The Course in Miracles teaches us there's only two things happening, expressions of love and the imagining of the absence of love. And if we are willing to witness love where we would imagine the absence of love, miracles break out. I claim I am, you are, we are miracle workers available to the love that is. I say thank you, dear God, for this and so much more. I let go, I let God, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you all. Thank you all. Blessings. If you want to unmute and say anything, you're welcome to, and you don't have to if you don't prefer to. Thank you. 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 Thank you.